Greetings, everyone. Tonight, we've got news on United. We talk FCF. We talk Kennesaw football that's going to start in just a couple weeks. We've got some NFL news and notes, including another another lost quarterback finds his new forever home. Producer Sassy, start the show. Welcome once again to The Sports Show. Thanks to Impact Media for allowing us to come on. Each and every week and talk all things sports, fun things going on, and the like. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. That makes you my amazing listening audience. Thank you. Shout out to all you guys who make this fun and make this... Um, make this as cool as it is. You guys really do a good job. As we said before the show there, the new little intro, we're trying something new. Let me know what you think of that. We've got NFL news, including a trade that happened just hours before we come on the show. We're going to talk some Kennesaw football that is coming up, some FCF. What is the FCF? Well, we'll tell you here in a few short minutes. But first... I want to start with Atlanta United news because, my goodness, I've never seen so many. I mean, granted, we have a new, we have a new, the new coach and everything, and so he's uh, trying to figure out which parts fit where. But my goodness, it, it seems like half the team is either out on loan or, or on a different team. And and I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. This guy knows the kind of players he wants, and if these guys don't fit it, instead of just dumping everybody like most people like to do, he's finding homes for them. Because here's what you do. If you're not necessarily sure if you're going to keep a guy or not, but if he can help another squad, well, you loan him out. And sometimes if they like him enough, they'll buy the player from you. So you actually make some money. And if they don't want to necessarily do it, or you don't want to let them do it, or maybe you want him to get enough playing time and seasoning so you can move him in, that's how you do that. In, the, in in a couple of these cases, that's what I think is happening. I think we're trying to find them playing time, let them develop a little more, and then you move them into the system. And if there's not a place for them, or if, there's, or if they, maybe the other team makes you an offer, I mean, those kind of things happen. So let's just start with that, with United. Uh, Fernando Meza, who just joined this team in January, January 10th, I believe, from the Argentine Primera Division. Going to hear that that title again here in a minute. Uh, he has been loaned to uh, Defensa e Justica. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. Uh, 
and the reason why you're going to hear this again, he is he was a, he was a player we had gotten from Argentina. I'm pretty sure he is being loaned to uh, Defensa Justica of the Argentine Primera Division. Now, a lot of people would say, "Well, we just got him in January. Why were we already loaning him out?" Well, I just told you what I think it is. Honestly, I'm waiting on the AJC's uh, Doug Robinson to officially weigh in because he probably has the actual answer. But here's what I'm thinking. Uh, You get this new, young, fresh player. You're not sure where he fits, but you want to make sure he gets playing time so he can develop. He's from that area, I believe. So you send him back down where he was from, where I believe we got him from. Let him keep playing down there, help them out, develop the way he was developing. And when you need him, you can recall him. That's what you can do with a loan. You can recall it at at any time or at the end of the loan. If uh, there's not a place for him on this team, maybe he doesn't fit the way you want or he didn't develop the way you want, well, you can, like I said, they can try to keep him down there or you just cut him loose. My guess is you're trying to get him enough playing time. We talk about that on our hockey show board check, which should be coming out in the next couple of days. Sometimes you need to get these young stars or these young players who you hope to become stars. You want to get them playing time. So in soccer, they have this thing called the loan where you kind of just let them play with somebody else for a while. And when they develop to your standards or if they don't, you, you there's ways to get out of it. And if they do develop, you just pull them back in. Think about this. Let's say you go to Walmart. Everybody knows what Walmart is. You go to Walmart. And you say, man, I'd like to I'd like to be able to get my 35 hours a week in. And your local Walmart goes, well, we would like you to get those in because we think you can be um, potentially maybe a store manager one day. Maybe you could be a department manager. I don't know, maybe you can lead up the loss prevention. But, and we got people to do that already. And we got people on the floor, and we got these other people already. And uh, really, even though we hired you, we can only promise you about 20 hours. And you're like, man, that's, that's about half, a little more than half what I like. But they say, well, but we can do this. This is a weird hypothetical, too, because this will this would never happen in the business world. We can let you work at Target across town. And Target says they need somebody to pick up. Uh, they, they need somebody to do 35 hours. Now, you'll still be uh, under our umbrella, but technically, they'll be helping out with some of the expenses of you being over there. But you'll get your 35 hours in. And uh, as you develop into a, a good model employee, hey, at some point, we could bring you back. Or at some point, Target could say, hey, we want to keep the guy. He's really good. We want to keep this girl. We think she could be really good. We really like her fit over here. Obviously, like I said, it's not going to happen. But in the sports world, especially soccer world, that's the way things go. So Fernando Meza right now is back in the Argentine League at uh, Defensa Justica. And uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Not to be outdone, they uh, signed Santiago Soso, who is a defensive midfielder. 
uh, as part of a uh, transfer from Club Atletico River Plate. He is a 21-year-old. Is uh, the 21-year-old is supposed to sign a multi-year contract with United? Uh, so, welcome to United, Santiago Sosa. Not to be outdone. Like I said, they have been busy. This, I, I, I like the aggressiveness. We'll see what happens with it. But I like the aggressiveness early by the new head coach and uh, the way he's wanting to work things. Um, there was, oh, uh, they, United has loaned out Franco Escobar. He's one of the originals from, uh, the big team, which the team that won the championship was only a couple years ago, which is crazy, but Franco Escobar has been loaned to Newell's old boys in Argentina. This new coach, we have a lot of Latin American ties I believe. So you're going to, you know, a lot like Tata Martinez. Frank DeBoer was more European and and German area as far as what he could get. We're going to get a lot more of that Latin influence here. Hey, it could be good. It worked before. It did pretty well. And uh, this new coach is a lot more hyper-aggressive where Frank DeBoer was defensive. It's not, it's not his fault, but DeBoer, it's not here for a reason. With that being said, like I said, uh, Franco Escobar loaned to Newell's Old Boys in Argentina. Um, I do not know if, if they are in the same division as uh, Defensa Justica, but wouldn't that be interesting? And then lastly, they traded Eric Rometty, who they brought in uh, what, a year and a half ago. Uh, he was a super, super just plug-and-play midfield option. Did so many great things. He could score. He could set up. He could play defense. Uh, I'm going to miss Rometty. I, I liked Rometty. He was he was a guy I really liked. Um, they traded him to the San Jose Earthquakes in MLS. Yep, same league. Just to justify people who don't know, same league that United is in. So we'll see this guy maybe once or twice a year. Traded him for $500,000 in general allocation money, which they can use to uh, – pick up players, get contracts, things like that. Fun stuff. Now, that pretty much catches you up with the carousel that is Atlanta United. Now, Let's talk about you know, let's talk about the FCF. What is the FCF? It is fan controlled football. You can uh, vote on plays, you can make suggestions towards the team. They are playing a six week season. They are currently week number two will be this weekend. They play a game uh, two games on Saturday, I believe. It's like a three o'clock. Or it's like a, a 5 o'clock and a 6 o'clock. Because these games are only about an hour apiece. There are four teams in fan-controlled football. And you can go to the app, which I highly recommend. It makes you pick a team. And once you pick a team, you pick a team. And the only way you can unpick a team is to create a new 
a new profile. There are four teams, and the only thing that doesn't change, because like I said, they redraft teams every week. Teams are allowed to franchise tag, I think, one or two players to keep them on their team going forward. But here's one of the fun things about it. Uh, Pretty much the two biggest stars so far in the league are Johnny Manziel, which I'm sure you've heard of, and uh, Jackson Endeman. He's another big, tall quarterback. Kind of looks like Trevor Lawrence a little bit as far as his looks. But uh, they play on a 50-yard field. It's kind of like indoor, but not. They currently play all their games at the Infinite Energy Center right down the road here in uh, Duluth. Obviously, we're not in Duluth. But it's the same place that the Gladiators and Swarm play that we talk about all the time. It's a place that I pass a good handful of times a week. And here, like, here, like I said, here's the thing that doesn't change. The four team names, and the four team names, of course, are the Glacier Boys, with a Z, Beasts, Zappers, and the Wild Aces. And the other thing that doesn't change are the owners and controlling interest guys in it. Now, you can become an owner. I believe it's like 150 bucks. Some of them are already sold out. Some of them are still available. You can become an owner which gives you certain perks and things like that. You can invest in the team. This really is fan fuel. And, of course, their website has, has all the, and the app has all the details on that. Like I said, it, it's fun. So check it out. Uh, all their games are played on Twitch. And uh, like with the Wild Aces, the bigger owners in this are Austin Eckler, who plays for the Chargers, uh, Jack Settlement, who is a uh, social content creator, and Greg Miller, who uh, is a big internet guru. Now, if, if uh, maybe those three aren't ones you want to necessarily get behind. Now, I chose a team based off of uh, more off of what the uniforms look like than the owners, because when you hear some of the owners, there's some that you think I would immediately be drawn to, which I am. But I went based off the uniform, even though I'm, I'm Definitely behind any of these. Uh, of course, the Zappers. You get Bob Mentory. You don't know who Bob Mentory is. Instagramming. He's uh, one of the best voices in media right now. Uh, one of the, the new faces. Uh, he's on the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. You, you'd know him if you hear him. Uh, you get Trevor May, who is a pitcher with the Mets. How cool is that? And uh, you get Ronnie Singh, who I believe is a uh, uh, media and technology Guy, I could be wrong. You get the beasts. Who else did you get behind the beasts? But Marshawn Lynch, yes, that Marshawn Lynch from the Subway commercial, from the Skittles commercials, or used to wreck people as a running back in the NFL. You get Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, one of the greatest boxers of all time. You get Miro. Yep, you knew him as Rusev in WWE. He's Miro in AEW. He's a big pro wrestler, but he's a big sports fan. He's a part of this. You get uh, Renee Montgomery, who played for the Lynx in the WNBA. She was a UConn legend in college, and she's a part owner of this. And then you get the Glacier Boys, where you get Destroying, who is a big internet gamer. You get Quavo. You guys know who he is. Entertainer. Singer. 
entertainer. And then you get Richard Sherman. Yes, that Richard Sherman. The one who is probably a free agent. But uh, it's just fun. It's a fun league. And it's it's different from the AAF. It's different from the XFL. Just go check this out. Go check out the website. Like I said, they got games this weekend. They've redone the teams. Um, I'm pretty excited to see how the team that I picked is going to do. Just to, uh, you know, spoiler alert a little bit, they didn't have the, they didn't have a bad first week, but they weren't great. They didn't win. So that narrows it down to two if you want to go check that out. But FCF, it just, it, it looks fun. And uh, I'm uh, I'm hoping to make it down there for a game or so. I'm uh, trying to figure out the logistics of that because it, it just looks fun. It really does. Now, I said Kennesaw football is about to click, kick off. They are. I don't know how exactly the FCS is going to do things, how you would qualify if there's a playoff or anything like that. But one thing I do know is what the Kennesaw Owls football, spring football schedule looks like. Now, I've known it for a little while. There's a good chance we're going to go down and try to uh, be there live at as many games as possible and try to do some interactive stuff with you guys. Hopefully so. I don't know. Um, maybe not Twitch or TikTok, but Instagram, Facebook Live, one of those things. I, we'll try to figure something out. But here is the Kennesaw football schedule. For the spring. On February, these are all Saturday games. On February 27th, they're going to welcome in Shorter College. All these games are at 1 p.m. Uh, the following week, which would be March, March the 6th, is their bye week. I think they just couldn't find a game. Couldn't find somebody to play that week. It happens. Because some of the FCS did play last fall. Uh, the following week, on the 13th of March, they welcome in Charleston Southern. Then on March the 20th, they welcome in Dixie State. On March the 27th, they play their first road game at Gardner-Webb, somebody in their division. Then they are back home to welcome in Robert Morris on April the 3rd. And they finish their season at Monmouth on April. Somebody had March on here. April the 10th. That's a fun schedule right there. That's four potential home games. Like I said, we're going to try to be as many as we can. We're working out logistics on that. We are trying to follow the protocols that they have set in place and that FCS is made mandatory, so we will do what we can with that. But uh, I'm excited. Uh, even if we, even if we're not, ava- you know, able to cover any of those games live, we'll be watching uh, those games uh, wherever we can stream them or things like that. But uh, either way, I look forward to KSU season this year. And the amazing things that they're going to be able to do. Because uh, the, Georgia State and Kennesaw State have amazing stories. They continue to rewrite their stories and rewrite history 
of these great programs, and it's just a blast to be a part of it, and uh, and and such a blessing to be able to be a part of it. Now, lastly, there are some NFL news and notes, and then we will be out of here, and you guys can enjoy. Uh, let's see, recording this on Thursday evening, so if you listen this Friday morning, you can uh, go back to your regularly scheduled podcasts. Uh, Chris Hogan has declared for the Premier Lacrosse League draft, which is in March. He was a big lacrosse standout at uh, in college. He only played, uh, I think he only played football maybe a year or so, but the Patriots were able to utilize him. Bills to utilize him. He's a good player. I look forward to seeing what he can do in the PLL. That is uh, one of the bigger leagues. It is not the one the Swarm is in. I want to go ahead and put that out there. But uh, if, the, if Premier League Lacrosse, I believe they play outside. If uh, whichever team picks him up, because somebody will, whichever team picks him up, we're going to be on top of it. And if he plays here in town, we'll uh, we'll try to get out there and, and uh, uh, you know, let you guys know what he thinks. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had shoulder surgery on his left shoulder. I don't know how that affects his overall play, but I believe there is about a three- or four-month recovery on that. That means the number one overall pick may not necessarily start day one for the Jaguars. But either way, I think Urban Meyer is going to be able to, to have his guy ready to go. Alvin Kamara is sponsoring an Xfinity Series car at Daytona this weekend. This is the second week they're at Daytona. I believe it's the first week that Xfinity, which is the league right below um, – actually, I don't think it is. I think that's top-level NASCAR. But either way, the Xfinity Series – uh, he is sponsoring that at Daytona. I think that's really cool that you're going to start seeing athletes the same way the FCS is doing, the FCF is doing, where all these people are sponsoring and being a part. I think you're going to see people start to get into NASCAR because, for one, there's really good money and really good opportunity there, and two, it's a fun sport to be a part of. Uh, you know, obviously, if we ever hit the lottery or something, we might put an Impact Media sticker on the side of a car. But uh, we won't be doing that anytime soon. But, yeah, this this is great. You're getting that NFL-NASCAR crossover. And for it to be Kamara, I, I think that's a great thing. It's probably the closest – it's probably the, one of the closer races to that area. So, uh, good for Kamara. And then, finally, we have to talk about the trade. Philadelphia is sending Carson Wentz to the Colts for a third-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year that could be a one if he plays 75% of the snaps. Now, as we're talking, I am going to look this particular thing up. Um, If Carson Wentz goes there and does great things, then this is an exceptional. This is the Colts trying to go for it. They know they need a quarterback. They know uh, Carson Wentz is available. And last I heard, they were the only – they were the only stick in the fire, so they pretty much just held out and said and told the Eagles, take it or leave it. We're the only one in the mix. Nobody else is offering you anything. The Bears said no. The 49ers said no. Everybody else said pretty much no. We're good. 
try to find out what I am trying to find out here. But I like this trade. Uh, the Colts are going for it. Like I said, uh, if Carson Wentz returns to form, then because the Colts don't need a superstar to make their offense work. They need a game manager who can occasionally make plays. Insert Carson Wentz. You're not asking him to be Patrick Mahomes. You're asking him to be... Gosh, I don't want to say Teddy Bridgewater. You're asking him to be... Because I would almost say is Teddy Bridgewater becoming the new Alex Smith. That he goes to develop places and, and such like that, and then they move on from him. But uh, I could be wrong. I believe it is Jacob Eason who, if Carson Wentz fails, that would be my guess as to who they give the next chance to. Georgia fans would know who that is. Um, Can't get it to come up at the moment. Maybe it will. But... Once again, this is the Eagles getting out of a bad contract. This is the Colts trying to upgrade. And here's the weird thing. The weird thing about this is you would think, okay, well, this clears the deck for Jalen Hurts. Au contraire, mon frere, which is French for, hold on a second there, bud. They also, the Eagles also hold the number six pick overall, to which they have um, pretty much deeply, purposely hinted at the fact that they could potentially take one of those top quarterbacks if they are there and create a quarterback competition between Hertz and Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, whoever is sitting there. And while a lot of people would go, wait, that's not fair to Hurts. Hold on. The NFL's not fair. We're not trying to be fair. The the uh, the Eagles are trying to not suck. Was Carson Wentz part of the reason they sucked? Maybe. But maybe not. Was Jalen Hurts part of the reason they didn't suck? Uh, maybe. Maybe not. But what they're doing, they're doing the right thing. You try to take the best player on the board. That that usually works better than trying to draft need because then you end up reaching. So in this case, having Jalen Hurts as as the uh, potential incumbent is not a bad thing at all. Maybe it's his show, but you you if the best player on the board at number six is one of these quarterbacks, then maybe you take a shot there because. If they're better than Hurts, then you move Hurts. You move Jalen to a different team. If Hurt, if Jalen Hurts beats this guy out, you can either keep him for a little while and try to develop him and see if, if that, that prospect can take over that spot, or you move that prospect because one of these other teams that misses out on that guy is still going to want that guy. Maybe one of these teams... Lower down in 
the totem pole. Maybe they realize that guy may be number two for you, but he's number one for them, better than the guy they got, or they want to take a chance. So either way, you're not really losing anything right there. The Eagles, for the dumpster fire they're, they're slowly becoming, are actually doing some good things. It's finally starting to come up. Maybe. Not yet. Okay. But I don't fault any of these teams involved here at all. The Colts know they need a quarterback. Carson Wentz is one of the better ones they're going to be able to get, I believe. So the, the bigger ceiling, we'll put it that way. So we'll, you know, see what they get into. See if we can bring it up. We're almost there. I'm pretty sure it's Jacob Eason. I feel like I just had this conversation with a UGA guy the other day. I know this is great internet radio. There's the roster. Oh, they still have Jacoby Brissett as well. Okay, I forgot about that. So, so now there's a competition. Now there really is a competition. You're going to get Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, and Jacob Eason. That's uh, I can't I can't lie. That's that's a pretty, a pretty awesome quarterback room. I. I Jacoby Brissett is uh, he's pretty good. He uh, he might be the next Bridgewater as far as being one of those guys, one of the next transition guys, things like that. Uh, but he could, I mean, he could take a, he could beat Carson Wentz out. Who knows? But the Colts have are, are are trying to win the game of darts, and they've got three darts and three pretty good darts. So we'll see which one emerges there. Um, I, like I said, I, I like their chances there because they have all those those other, you know, now they could use their picks on getting things like wide receivers, offensive linemen, uh, maybe some defensive help. They, they don't need the quarterback anymore. So, you know, I definitely like that. But as I said, it's a short show compared to our normal ones. Thanks for tuning in to this great edition of the sports show entitled Carousel because it was quite a set of moving parts for United. Another quarterback finds his forever home, as I say, in the NFL. But I'm Jeremy the Impact Door. Thanks for joining us. Another great edition of the sports show. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. <laughs>